our good friend, Nathan King from 247 Sports. Nathan, how are you doing this afternoon? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys doing? Doing phenomenal, doing phenomenal. Big, big day in the Auburn sports world. In general, big day for Auburn men's basketball tonight. A chance to lock up a portion of the SEC championship. They weren't able, unable to do that this past weekend at Tennessee, but a chance to do it again tonight. Uh, just before we, you know, before we get into the Mississippi State game tonight, though, what were your takeaways from Saturday's game in, uh, at Tennessee? Yeah, it's funny. That was, it was a, sort of a strange game where Auburn was playing well in a lot of different phases, but they just couldn't get all of those things going um, at the same time. And really what it came down to, simple, you know, simple enough, was that Tennessee had 20 more possessions in that game than Auburn did because of their offensive rebounding um, and their total rebounding. Auburn was out-rebounded by 23 um, in that game. That's the largest disparity for Auburn on the board since they were out-rebounded Bruce Pearl's first season in a 45-point loss at Kentucky. So that kind of thing doesn't happen to a Bruce Pearl team very often. You know, he's not an elite rebounding coach, and his, his teams haven't done it at an elite level, uh, but they've been very consistent. And so it was really surprising to see that when Auburn, you know, it's not like Tennessee had a size advantage or anything like that, whether it was you know Walker Kessler, Jabari Smith, Dylan Cardwell, Jalen Williams, whatever combination of those guys was on the floor, um, Tennessee didn't, didn't have much size on them, certainly not when Kessler was on the floor. And so Bruce Farrell said the biggest thing was, look, our guards weren't able to stay in front of their guards. We know about that three-point guard lineup for Tennessee and how talented um, it is with Vescovy and Chandler um, and Ziegler. And so the guards weren't able to stay in front. Um, so obviously that's going to cause the backside help to have to rotate over. And so they were just out of position on a bunch of misses. Um, they, they played really well defensively for most of the game, though. I mean, this is just yet another game for them going on the road and holding an opponent below 70 points on its home floor. Um, they did that in their past three games in regulation, 66 points against Arkansas, 63 against Florida, and now 67 against Tennessee. So you really look at these last three road games, and it all comes down to offense. Auburn's defense has been phenomenal. Um, they're elite even when they go away from home. Their defensive efficiency barely drops at all away from home. So right now they've just got to figure out, look, it's, it's just been the Jabari Smith show over the past few games on the road. Um, you know, Their guard play hasn't been very consistent. They've got to start getting more help throughout the rotation, or, or they're not going to win many of these games because Smith is a phenomenal player. He's, he's one of the best players in the SEC, um, but especially if they get into March and into the postseason, he's not going to be able to do it all by himself. Nathan, you kind of answered the question there, but I know a lot of people want to po- point out that Auburn, the road games they've lost, they play with Nike basketballs, and I know you know they they definitely you uh, you've said it before, other people have said it before. They practice with Nike basketballs and in you know the practice gym. They they practice with them when they're going on the road when when they know what what they're going to be up against with the basketball kind of thing. But what is the uh, has there have you seen any common denominators of why Auburn has struggled here in the recently on the road? Yeah, I mean, it's been the offense. Um, it's been their inability to, to kind of replicate, take the success they've had at home, um, getting consistent play throughout their depth. I mean, that was one of their – when they were rolling in the SEC um, and they were winning, which they're still rolling, they're still going to win the conference probably. Um, but, you know, when they were winning 19 straight games, um, it was because their depth you – look, you look at their bench production, it was like 30 points, 35 points, 40 points, 20 points, 30 points. I mean, they were just pouring it in on a game-to-game basis. Now, a lot of that had to do with Wendell Green. Obviously, he's their sixth man, and he's had a bit of a slump, I believe, over their past five or six games. He's shooting 25% from the field there. Um, he went 2 of 15 against Tennessee, obviously. And Bruce Paul said as much post game. That, that's, that's not going to get it done. So, I mean, it's just been inconsistency on the offensive end, and most of it goes back to the guard spot. Um, because when you look at those three, the, their three guards, basically they have three starters. And Wendell Green's basically a starter. 
Um, so you look at their backcourt. Just in games where two out of three of those guys are playing pretty well, Auburn's going to win most of the time. Um, because, you know, Zepp Jasper, look, when he starts clicking, he's going to get the whole offense rolling because they're not expecting him to do that. Um, so most of the year, it's Ben, Wendell, and, and KD. And when they've had good games, I mean, KD had a good game but the, against Tennessee, but the other two guards didn't. So they've just got to find a way to get, you know, two out of three, preferably three out of three. But, you know, it's been difficult to get that to happen. Um, if you get two out of three of those guards clicking in a game, there's not many teams because of that defense. There's not many teams that are going to be able to beat them when they're, when they're shooting efficiently on the offensive end. So, yeah, it's just been these past few road games, just one little spot here and there. Um, you know, you look at Arkansas, they were missing free throws. If they had hit free throws, they would have won that game. Um, Tennessee, you know, if they don't allow Tennessee to have 20 extra possessions, you know, maybe even just 15 or something like that, maybe they would have won that game. So it's just little areas here and there that you're wondering, you know, when can Auburn put together a more complete game. But at the same time, these are very difficult places to win. I mean, Florida's probably your, quote, worst win of the year, or excuse me, worst loss, and that was still a quad one game. Um, Arkansas and Tennessee, both undefeated at home. Um, so those are pretty difficult places to play. But Auburn's got a good opportunity tonight. Mississippi State 7-1 and in the SEC at home. So they've got a good opportunity now not only to, uh, to kick some of those road woes they've had recently, um, but also to clinch a championship. Nathan, you touched on it there a little bit. The guards have just not been – uh, as productive as they have, what do you think has happened to them, or, or what do you think defenses are doing to kind of take them out of the game? Well, you know, Bruce, Bruce admitted like last week, you know, the, like the pick and roll with Walker Kessler, right? Like a high pick and roll. We haven't seen that as much recently. Um, that, that's a huge part of their offense, and it's a huge part of their success. And you know, the more Bruce likes to talk about a lot, you know, the more stuff is put on tape, the more it's going to be, you know, well defended. The more you're going to be able to see it in lots of different looks and a lot of different half court sets and be able to prepare your defensive setup um, for that. And I mean, but it, the root of it is just that, you know, both of their, they've got a system right now where, look, Zepp Jasper, it, it's hard to really stay when he's in a funk because he's not a scorer. He's a defensive specialist. When he had 15 points to get old, against Ole Miss, um, that was great for them. But, you know, it, that's not something they necessarily ask him to do on a game-to-game basis. It's probably not great when he, you know, just kind of has a, a very, very small stat line and, you know, 0 for 2, 0 for 3. They need him to be a little more aggressive than that. But really, it's just been that A.D. Johnson and Wendell Green, they're just streaky They're just streaky scorers. Um, that's just who they are. You know, they're kind of hot and cold. Um, you know, when they have great games, they're absolutely able to take over. I think Wendell a little bit more than K.D., just because of the way that he sort of orchestrates the offense and can have control um, of everything in the offense. I, I think maybe he is a little bit, you know, when he gets hot, maybe he's a, a little bit more of a takeover type player. But we've seen games where K.D. Is, has sort of had that, and he's made big shots at the end of games, too. And so I would say it's, you know, half and half. I'd say, you know, teams are figuring them out a little bit more. And so it's a chess match, and Bruce is going to have to figure out how to get his guards in successful positions, and he'll be the first to admit that. And the other half of it is just that sometimes they have off games. You know, there's not many players. You know, Jabari Smith and Walker Kessler are just very, very consistent. Kessler's going to give you the defensive impact. He's an efficient offensive player. He's going to give you that every game. And Jabari Smith right now looks like he's entered a zone um, that really <laughs> – Nobody's been able, you know, great defense, a top five defense in Tennessee wasn't even able to pull him out of. So it's hard to get consistency like that, you know, 19, 20-year-old kids. Um, just your hope has to be that they, they peak and they start getting consistent at the right time. And, you know, now we're in March, so tonight would be a good time to do that. Uh, Nathan, looking at this game tonight, uh, Mississippi State, they're one of the top teams in the entire country at going to the free throw line. Uh, that's pretty much where they thrive. Uh, how important, you, you mentioned uh, – 
Jabari and Kessler, but mainly Kessler on the inside banging around. How important is it tonight for Auburn to stay out of foul trouble considering that Mississippi State loves to live off the free throw line? Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's crucial. You look at the game from the past. Now, Kessler it hasn't happened to him in a while. Um, really been able to stay out of foul trouble. Um, but, you know, what Bruce has talked about is that you know, cause that, that became sort of a point of contention back when Walker was getting into foul trouble a couple games. You know, Bruce would get asked, you know, how do you how do you work against that? How do you prevent that? And Bruce basically said, look, if if they call it a foul, it's a foul. If it's not a foul, it's a great defensive play, and it can be the exact same play. So I mean, that's especially on the road, especially on the road, because you look at Kessler throughout the season, most of the games where he's gotten at least a little foul trouble, and obviously, you know, been away from home. That's just the benefit of having a home whistle. Um, not saying there's bias or anything like that, but you know, it's just that, that's just what we see. That's just what we see across the country um, in the sport. It tends to go that way, and so you know, Walker's an elite shot blocker. He's one of the most disciplined shot blockers I have ever seen. Uh, but it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be an, an entertaining matchup tonight because you know we talk so much about guard play and the importance of guard play, especially in March. These high flying guards. This is a Mississippi State team that likes to bang down low. I mean, you're talking about Garrison Brooks is a player that obviously people in Auburn know an Auburn high product. Um, DJ Jeffries is an upperclassman. He's six foot eight four. He's he's a guy that's been there a while. Great rebounder. Um, and then Tolu Smith is a guy they haven't had for about half the season, uh, but he gives you a lot of size on the interior as well. So they've got great depth in their front court. Um, when you're talking about the back court, Mississippi State really struggles when Molinar isn't getting going. Um, so I'll be really interested to see. You know, he's a, he was a legitimate you know, he's a SEC preseason you know player of the year type guy. Um, he's probably going to be a first-team All-SEC player, along with, I would imagine, the backcourt will be something, you know, him and Scotty Pippen and maybe a couple others. Um, he's a great player, but when he doesn't get it going, especially the Rocket Watts is out tonight, the Michigan State transfer, he's not going to play, so they're a little short in the backcourt. When he doesn't get it going, they really struggle to score, um, and especially the guy like Kessler. Look, Auburn's top ten in two-point defense this year, two-point percentage, because of not only his ability to block shots, but also alter shots once they get down there in the paint. So you're exactly right. That's a, that's a really interesting matchup tonight. Um, and probably whoever wins down there, talking about both rebounding and scoring, um, whoever has the edge there probably has a pretty good chance of winning the game. And then, Nathan, before we get you out of here, we got the uh, the official release today from Auburn Athletics letting us know that A-Day is going to be April the 9th, 1 o'clock in Jordan-Hare Stadium. So we get, keep getting close to football. Obviously, living here in the South, football is always a topic of conversation year-round. As we get closer to spring football, you've got an article out at uh, 247sports.com. Uh, transfer Spotlight, talking about qu- the quarterback, Zach Calzada, who just joined the Auburn Tigers over this, uh, this past offseason. Tell us a little bit about that article. Yeah, I'm just trying to roll through. I've done DJ James, the uh, Oregon corner did him last week trying to roll through these guys um, because it's not a very big transfer class for Auburn right now. Obviously, only five players. You've got those two I just mentioned. You've got Robbie Ashford from Oregon. Obviously, he was a Hoover guy. Jason Jones, the defensive lineman from Oregon. And then Eugene Asante, um, who was a four-star recruit, spent a couple years at UNC, um, is now transferred to Auburn. They'll probably you know go a little bit deeper, maybe offensive line, maybe looking more um, on the defensive line as well. Obviously, wide receiver um, is really important. Right now, they'll go a little deeper once spring ball is over. But I just think Calzada is an interesting case because it's almost a mirror image of the Finley situation. Nathan King joining us here on Sports Call Auburn this afternoon. Uh, want to get you out of here, Nathan, one last time. Uh, AuburnUndercover.com, 247Sports.com. What you got coming for us? Uh, what you and the guys got coming for us here coming down the line as we get to go to this Mississippi State game, wrap up the regular season of basketball, and head towards spring football. 
Yeah, sorry, I must I must have lost y'all there. Uh, apologize for that. Uh, yeah, I mean basketball will be obviously super exciting tonight to see what happens with the SEC uh, title race. You know, they can clinch it, they can clinch at least a share of it with a win tonight. Even if they don't do that, I mean, you've got to think just with how well they've played at home that they've pretty much got this in the bag against South Carolina. But um, you never know. And then you know, talking about on the site, baseball and softball obviously rolling um, now in the preseason, and so that's been exciting as well. And, and spring football will be here. Before you know it, so we'll have it all covered, auburnundercover.com. Nathan King from 247 Sports joining us on Sports Call. Thank you so much for the time, and we'll talk to you in soon.